Here the Turtle is presented by Toyota. Toyota helps you get the most out of your drive. Just ask a friend who drives one. Shop buyatoyota.com, Toyota's official website for deals, to find the Toyota that's right for you. Toyota, let's go places. It's Tuesday, February 28th, 2023. It's here, the turtle presented by Toyota and Ben. We are back on the show after a brief layoff last week, some scheduling issues. Yeah. No and, podcast. Yeah. And but much was, to talk about this week. Yeah. And I apologize. I'll take full accountability for that last week. You know, there was talk of me, you know, getting, getting the can, <laughs> uh, but we've, but we've settled that. We've settled that. So now the podcast's back. I know yeah. you were very worried about it. Yeah, there's um, there's also there's weekly meetings that go on without you where we discuss your status on the podcast. And week after week, you continue to be retained. But, yeah. you know, last week, last, last week, week you was know, a little there were there were a few people against me last week from what I heard. Correct. Correct. All of those people, all of those people. Yeah. Um, but you you stay on the podcast as you as you do. Um, and there's a lot of basketball to talk about, Cass. I mean, my goodness, Maryland basketball is hot, 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 other than a brief um, <laughs> disappointment with the men at Nebraska. Yep. Everything has been full systems go. And we have not podcasted since Maryland's win over Purdue, which now feels like about 100 oh, years wow. ago on yeah. the men's side. The women have rolled through ranked teams um, since we last podcasted, be- beating Iowa at home being the most notable. And the men are coming off an emotional senior day win over number 20 North one Northwestern that has lifted them to if the season ended today being the second seed in the Big Ten tournament. The women go into the Big Ten tournament this week as the three seed, but you would say probably the hottest team in the league um, in a league where probably four or five teams can win the conference tournament, you would think. Um, and it's just a a, a big time um, time, for lack of a better term, uh, for Maryland basketball. So, Kess, your overall state of play, uh, we'll start with the men, your overall state of play on the men right now. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, they continue to be a phenomenal home team. You know, probably one of the best home teams in the country. 10-0 at home in Big Ten play. The only loss on the year was that UCLA game, which was after a really tough stretch where they played Tennessee and at Wisconsin and Illinois. It was a really tough stretch against UCLA, who, you know, if I'm picking a national championship today, gun to my head, I think I'm picking UCLA. They're really good. Wow. So, wow. um, yeah, no, the men, the men are playing well and really, you know, they, I feel like we say this every time they, they know what they do and they, they do it extremely well. And on Sunday, um, they made some shots, which just shows that, you know, when they shoot well, how good it can be. If, if we shoot well, I, you know, in a postseason scenario, I don't think there's, there's many teams that could beat us. And when you look at the big 10 right now, um, we're playing as well as, as any team 
um, in the Big Ten and are going to have a chance if we could win probably one of two games this week on the road to to get a double bye in um, in Chicago last night, which in year one for Kevin Willard when the team was picked 10th um, and a lot of questions around it after a disappointing year last year, um, to get a double bye is, is a huge accomplishment um, in Chicago next week. And then, you know, it's been a while since Maryland has had success in the Big Ten tournament. So hopefully that could that could come next week. Um, but there's, you know, when you look at the Big Ten, I think the the teams people are going to say they don't want to play. I think Maryland's definitely one of them playing extremely well right now. Um, sans that, sans that Nebraska game, which was very winnable. Um, so, so yeah, so it should be, you know, in a year, maybe we didn't know if we would get one. It should be an exciting March for Maryland men's basketball. Yeah. As you said, the Terps have not been to a big 10 tournament, never been to a big 10 tournament final, have not been to a big 10 tournament semifinal since 2016, the year they started, you know, two and three in the country um, and have not been to a tournament final since winning the ACC tournament. Yeah. 20 years, 17, 17 yeah, 20 years, yeah, 20 years ago now, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. As you said, I mean, you know, we can, we can go through these game by game a little bit. Um, first of all, on a, on a grand level, you're right. I mean, we were watching the first half of Northwestern Maryland and Northwestern and similar to Maryland is having an unexpected, Great season, you know, getting into the top twenty-five. Yeah, they're I mean, good. You know, they're there good. are certain there are certain expectations to Maryland. There are not those expectations no. Northwestern. So they have totally outperformed. It's a it's a very nice job by Chris Collins, and they Saved have two really job. really good guards in Chase Adige and Boo Booey. And that first half, those two teams looked like the best two teams in the league. Yeah. I mean, Purdue has been the best team throughout the entire not recently, season, though. but the, as you said, not recently. The last three weeks or so, they have struggled. They've lost to Maryland. They lost to Northwestern. They got court stormed on them twice in about you know seven days or so and indiana is also up there but maryland handled indiana yeah. not fairly easily but the last five minutes of the game wasn't really in doubt that the terps kind of outlasted the hoosiers they beat purdue on saturday night you know at purdue so the two the three best teams really playing right now are probably indiana maryland and northwestern and the first half of maryland northwestern those two teams looked at like the best two teams and then Kevin Willard's team really locked it back down the defensive end in the second half. And as you said, they shot it really well. They shot over 50%. They made 14 threes, which when we were talking about this team a month ago, even two weeks ago, they, you know, they could not make threes. I mean, they really, except for a very small blip in Connecticut at the Mohegan Sun Tournament where they went gangbusters from beyond the arc, they have not been able to hit threes. And against Minnesota and against Northwestern, they've really shot the ball well. They were with like – Six minutes to go in the Minnesota game, they were shooting over 70% from the field. And as you said, if they make shots, it's a very, very hard team to beat. Um, and and against Northwestern, they really made shots in the second half and then locked it down defensively. They defended. They, yeah. they shut down Bowie the whole game. And then Adige, who went off in the first half, and a very fun tit-for-tat with Jameer Young throughout the first half, um, he was shut down as well. And it's a very impressive job by them defensively. And they've cut down on a lot of their weaknesses. They've shot the ball better. Like little things like Julian Reese getting in foul trouble, knock on wood, has yep. not been an issue recently. He's done a very good job um, defending without fouling. His his improvement been, on both sides of the ball have been has been a huge part of this recent success. He's been he's been absolutely tremendous. And he's be I you know, when you watch the Big Ten, I think he's one of the best defensive centers in the league, if not the best. I mean his defense on these guys is tremendous and it's improved so much and he's learning how to defend without fouling now. Um, and it's translated to the offensive end, you know, again, where he's playing, you know, I know 
Willard has said it a bunch in his in his media availabilities. Juju's playing as well as any center in the league and maybe the country right now. Um, so when you when you put him into it, and you have Dante and Hakeem who could post up, and Jameer is playing as good as any guard in the country right now. If you and obviously the team is very good defensively. If you make shots, which I know you said the team did against um, Minnesota and Northwestern, but you got to do it at some point. You got to do it not in College Park, right? And we don't play another game in College Park, so you're going to have to play. You're going to have to make some shots on the road and in a neutral setting, which I know they kind of did at um, the casino up there in Connecticut. But you know, if this team makes shots, they're gonna. They're going to win games and go on a run in a postseason because they defend and do everything else well. And Juju is playing at a very, very high level. Yeah, very much so. And, and you know, Jameer has continued to impress. Don Carey got off the schneid a little bit on senior day. Very nice moment for him. And then your guy, Hakeem Hart, just kind of is continues to be the glue from every perspective. He distributes very, very well. He's really be you know, Jameer Young is the point guard, quote unquote. Hakeem Hart is Maryland's best distributor, their best passer, their guy that puts guys in the best spots. Um, and he's a little bit of a Swiss Army knife, as he has been throughout his entire career. Uh, and they continue to get good minutes from Pat Emilian and Ian Martinez off the bench. If they could get a half step or another step from Dante Scott offensively, like you said, that you know, and he, Dante was not bad against Northwestern. He he had a good game. He was he was a little bit behind on the scoring for from Juju and Hakeem and, and Jameer. But he has that potential, as we've seen, especially couple times got matchups against smaller guys yeah. and posted them up and just bullies them to the hoop. Like when he gets those matchups, it's a bucket. When we were sitting there in the media section, I was like, that is a bucket every single time he gets this one kid on Northwestern on him. Like he can give them, a, you know, even just a half step up offensively. Um, they're going to be really tough to beat. The pressure defense continues to be good. And they've dealt with all different teams. Northwestern is very guard-based. They dealt with them. Purdue is obviously all based on Edie. Everything revolves around Edie, and they dealt with them. They dealt with Hunter Dickinson. They dealt with Trace Jackson. I mean, Trace Jackson Davis had an incredible game, but they dealt with Indiana around Trace Jackson Davis. Jalen Hachafino just went for 35. He did nothing against Maryland in College Park. Um, so very, very good stuff there. I think we need to talk about two scenes before we move off the men um, and or, or talk a little bit about their games coming up and move off of them. The scene at Purdue was unbelievable. It's unlike anything. You were unfortunately not there. Yeah. You were on the road um, at Syracuse. But it was unlike anything I've seen in College Park in a long time. I was at Duke, Maryland as a high school senior, Gravis Vasquez senior night. And I don't know if I've ever heard – since then, I haven't heard the building as loud as it was for that game against Purdue. It took a little bit for the crowd to fill in. 6.30 start tough to get to in College Park. Yeah. You know, things are tough. Traffic, blah, 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 blah. But once it got rocking on that 26-4, to 29-4, whatever it was, run, it was on fire. I thought the building was just going to come down. And there have been some some moments that have gotten close to that since the Gravis Vasquez Senior Night game. Um, you know, Court Storm against Wisconsin was unbelievable. Uh, obviously, the day the Terps won the Big Ten title was a very electric day. Um, but it was amazing, and the Court Storm scenes were incredible. Um, so that that was very cool. And then you parlay that with you know Northwestern with the guys going to the students and the fans after the game and thanking them. It has been kind of a other than. Uh, a notable roadblock against a UCLA team, as you said, is a final four contender, no doubt about it. They have had an unbelievable year at home punctuated with a Minnesota game in between that was just sort of, you know, roll the ball yeah. play punctuated by two incredible environments. 
Uh, throw Penn State on the front end of that too. The two incredible environments that had very notable moments: the court storm, and then the you know the fans coming to the guys, and then the guys going to the fans over the course of you know 14 days was very cool and shows you the energy um, that's really been infused in this program in year one of the Kevin Willard era, and shows you you know these guys have made an impact. I mean, Jameer Young, you were going to have more of this like, and Jameer Young can come back, so he could be a two year player, but theoretically, he's a one year player right now. The connection he's made with the fan base, the ovation he got on senior day, the ovation he gets in introductions, it's very, very cool. And it shows you that when you bring a local guy back, he has a little bit of that cachet already built in. But two just amazing, amazing scenes. And um, when you capitalize on those type of moments and you're Kevin Willard, you you know you buy a lot of loyalty from this fan base. And he did it in the course of 14 days. He and his team really capitalized on two big-time opportunities – um, and the Purdue game obviously got a lot of stuff nationally, but the best game of Sunday was that that game against Northwestern. Like that was the most notable game, and the Terps were amazing in the second half. So it was it was very very fun to watch. And I wish you had been there for Purdue Cash. You would have very much enjoyed it. Do you hear? Sorry, do you hear that phone ringing? Yeah, Kess Kess has Kess continues to just move around offices, so we just hear his continued phone yeah, phones think, ringing. I think this is our good friend Tori's phone right here, which is for some reason in this office that I am in because I do not have an office. Is it a so. is it a is it a cell phone or a? It's um, a cell phone. I think she's doing the find your phone. I'm gonna text her to say. Mm, she yeah, there you go. The, our, our, this is this is great radio right here. This well, this is the behind the scenes things that the, the fans really want to see. Tori Gray, one of our great marketing people, um, who I would say one of the more positive people in the yeah, office. I mean, she, um, she one of the best. She is everything I'm not as far. She really as, is. As so it's, honestly, we should get her on this podcast at some yeah. point because she'd yeah, be well, a lot more positive. Comes, when, when she comes and we could have her say hello. Um, I'll get you. I'll get you this part real quick, Cass. So you can touch on that, and then Ohio State and Penn State, two interesting games. Maryland will be favored against Ohio State. We'll see if they're favored no, on the road. Honestly, I don't think so. I think it'll be like Ohio State. I think it'll be like Ohio State minus one. Um, and here is Tori coming to get her phone. I think it'll be Ohio State minus one, one and a half tomorrow night. Um, and then if we win that one, we'll be favored at Penn State. And if we don't win that one, we won't be favored at Penn State. But either way, it'll be close to a pick em. But two games – you know, let's call it how it is. Two, two teams that Maryland is better than playing yep. this week. We are better than Ohio. We are better than both these teams, especially Ohio State. Ohio State has struggled a lot this year. Um, Edie's been, uh, been in and out. So, you know, the, you know, games, games this week where I don't know. Would you take a split this week? I think if you, I think, I think, yeah, I think you do. I think, yeah, I think you do. I think, I think these are two, and these are two tough games circumstantially as well. Ohio State, I'm assuming, has senior night. You know, teams always play better on senior night. The Terps showed it last year on in an emotional game against with the two two national championships against an Ohio State team in a similar situation to Maryland ranked beat them in a season that they had lost. This is a lost season for Ohio State. They have not been good, but they just beat Illinois at home. And they have talent. They should be better. So if they play to their talent, they will be good. And then Penn State is in total desperation mode and is will also be on senior day. And they really need to beat Maryland. Like yeah. they have two quad one games this week. They're at Northwestern. They home for the Terps. 
if they can win both those games and get to 10 and 10 in the league, they get themselves back in that like last four teams in discussion. And if they win one game in the Big Ten tournament, they're probably in the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. If they can win three consecutive games, if they lose Northwestern, they're in total desperation mode. Yep. They, they're essentially season, their season ends essentially if they don't beat Maryland. Yeah. So that is going to be, I mean, and uh, let's just call it spade a spade. The Terps have had zero success at the Bryce Jordan Center, just yeah. absolutely zero yeah. in every type of situation. Highly ranked, not house highly ranked. House, house uh, in COVID, not in COVID. I think house we've, of won, horrors. we've won what one game there since we've joined the Big Ten. The first year, Maybe. I think that's it. The first year yeah. we won. It was like a Saturday night in February, and Penn State was just terrible. And that was the year we won like ten games to end the year. We won that year, and I don't think I don't think we've won since, including in like 2019-20 when we were undefeated going into that game, and and a lot of lot of scenarios like that. Um, so yeah, it's a weird place to play. And you're right. Penn State, they let one slip away against Rutgers the other day. Bad. They were up 19 in that one, which would have been, you know, a big win. And there, you look at all the the NCAA tournament projections. When you were in January, Penn State seemed like a a no-brainer to be in. But now they're like, you know, next four out. I'm looking at bracket matrix right now. There's like over 100 bracketologies. Only one has Penn State in right now. So if they beat Northwestern and us, They'll, they'll get a lot of buzz heading into the Big Ten tournament. Um, but you're right. You know, that, that, that'll that be a huge game for them, chance for a quad one win against us. Um, so I would I would sign up for a split right now. I would sign up for a split. Yeah, got to defend the three against Penn State. Um, let's move to uh, the women's team quickly before we get to our interview with Diamond Miller. Um, six consecutive wins for Maryland women's basketball up to number five in the country, the three seed in the big 10 tournament, arguably the hottest team in that league right now. Hot, um, hottest team. One of the hottest teams in the country right now. Yeah. 12, 12 beat, of 12 of 13 too. uh, beat two ranked teams this past week, including a masterful performance against Iowa, yeah. um, who is, you know, kind of with Caitlin Clark, kind of the darling of women's basketball at times during the year. Um, and just kind of out Iowa, Iowa. Iowa loves to get down and just chuck threes, and that's exactly what the Terps did, and they just made all their threes. Um, Brent Alexander, Lavender Briggs came off the bench, were very, very good. Um, Diamond Miller really didn't have to do much, um, crazily enough. She was in foul trouble in the first half, um, and all of the auxiliary pieces for the Terps kind of stepped up and did the job for her, um, and she's done the job many different times, so so no harm, no foul there for Diamond. Um, they, they've really figured out a way to play with this team. Um, they are undersized for sure in terms of the interior, but they really have a lot of size on the perimeter. Like Cheyenne Sellers gives, you know, someone like Clark a lot of issues defensively. Diamond Miller is a tough cover because she moves. This is there's a reason she's gonna be like a top three pick in the WNBA draft. She moves really well. She can go inside and do everything. So against a dominant center, they may not have issues. There's not a lot of dominant centers no. in women's basketball, yeah. so they don't have to deal with it that much. Like if they get South Carolina in the NCAA tournament, that's going to be a tough matchup for Maryland. But you even saw with you know when they played UConn, UConn was very down. But like they had to deal with Aaliyah Edwards, but you don't have to deal with like a lot of other inside players. So you know if they play Indiana in this term where they have Mackenzie Holmes and and a very good interior player, that will be a tough matchup. But Against Iowa, who has Sonono, who's not as you know, who's an interior player but not as big. They have players that can cover her, um, and they're very good on the perimeter. Very fun team to watch right now, and should make some noise in Minneapolis. Yeah, 
So there, yeah, you a tournament you're going to in Minneapolis this week. Yes, you get to yes. spend the weekend there. Maryland women's basketball and Maryland baseball in Minneapolis this week. Yes, weekend. two of your favorites. Um, yeah, so the three seed um, will probably play Illinois on on Friday night at nine o'clock. Um, you know, if they win their game on Thursday, and then semifinals, semifinal Saturday, which will probably be a rematch with Caitlin Clark um, and Iowa, you know, who we split with this year. I think our last loss was Iowa in, in, in January. Um, and then, you know, that game at four o'clock on Saturday. And then, you know, you'll when, if you get to the championship, you'll see um, who you get there. But the, the rematch, not to look ahead, not to look past Illinois, but a third matchup against Iowa on Saturday would be a lot of fun. And another chance for a marquee NCAA tournament win um, for your resume where right now, you know, you're looking at a two seed, but I think, you know, you mentioned before we got on that, you know, if we're, we are to win this tournament, there could be some one seed talk as well for the Terps, which is really incredible when you think of how they started this season, the loss to DePaul, um, you know, got killed by South Carolina. A lot of questions about the team, but really have been one of the best teams in women's basketball for the last two months. So to to be able to play yourself into a two or a one seed and have a chance to go on a run, host as they always do, and have a chance to go on a run in the NCAA tournament um, is a pretty good job by this team this year. Yeah, there was a point in the year they lost to DePaul. You know, they came back. And we're just like winning, either losing or winning on buzzer beaters. They wanted a buzzer beater at Notre Dame. They got blown out at home by Nebraska. And then wanted a buzzer beater at Purdue. And it was like, all right, this is going to be a year where, you know, they're all over the place. And they've really settled it down, as you said, the last year. They've kind of done what they normally do yeah. in the Big Ten. They run through everybody. Um, and the Big Ten's gotten better. So you're not running through Iowa and Indiana. You, those are tough games now. But it, it's been very impressive. And And as you said, like you win three games here, especially you beat Illinois, has been a top 30 team essentially for the whole year. Big turnaround from them. Great job. You know, their head coaches and coach of the year contention, whatever. You beat Iowa, it's a gigantic mark. You win, it's a top 10 win. Then if you get Indiana in the final, you then, you know, have the chance to beat the team that's been the best team in the league all year and win the. That's a pretty nice thing to throw towards the committee in a year in women's basketball where South Carolina is the clear number one team, but around them, Stanford has lost, UConn has lost. You know, Iowa's lost games. Indiana's now lost a game um, recently. There aren't those like really rock solid, write them in pen one seeds this year. So there's going to be some turnover. Like Utah is potentially a one seed um, after beating Stanford. So the the bracketology on that side of the fence is all over the place. And it's really exciting. Both Maryland teams have huge opportunities, men's and women's. To rise mm-hmm. um, in, in the in the in the bracket. I mean, if Maryland men's basketball makes it around the Big Ten tournament, and does stuff this You're week, talking they could, four or talking five like seed, four or five seed, as opposed to the like not eight nine seed they were kind of considered for the last like month and a half. I, so very very cool. I think right now, sorry to go back to them. I think right now when you look at it, it would take a pretty like I think we'd have to lose each next of our three games to be an eight or nine seed. I think this when you look at our metrics they're really good for the men. I think if you, you know, if you don't fall off the wagon here in the last week in postseason, you're a, you're a 7 seed at the minimum. Um that's my castology take on on, mm. the men's, on the men's bracket bracket scenario right now. 
um, which is huge because you don't want to be an eight or nine seed because you don't want to play a Houston or an Alabama in the second round. Playing a two seed, playing a Kansas State or whoever is going to be a two seed right now is a lot different than playing Houston or Alabama. Um, and then you go up to a you you know you you get up to a six and you're talking you're talking even better. So as long as the Terps get one, I think one more win, um, they're not going to be an eight or nine seed in my expert opinion. Um, and then to close out the, the, the bracketology talk for the women um, in the Charlie cream ESPN bracket, they're currently a two seed in Stanford's region. But like I said, Stanford is pretty secure as a one seed, but they lose again to Utah um, in the PAC 12 tournament. Who knows? Maybe they drop, maybe Utah rises. Indiana is one of those one seeds. If Maryland beats Indiana in the big 10 tournament um, after this run, do they jump over Indiana? And then the um, Utah is the other one on the other side. So you're going to have two Pac-12 one seeds. If Maryland you know, goes on a special run in Minnesota, do you have two Big Ten one seeds? The Big Ten's had essentially three top 10 teams for the last three weeks. Um, and two teams in Ohio State got to as high as two. Michigan's gotten to as high as eight or nine. So a ton of opportunity there. It's very, very interesting and um, exciting. A very good job by Brenda Fries. And one of the reasons they've gotten as far as they've gotten is the All-American Diamond Miller, who joins us on the show today. Um, what a fun player to watch. And she has emerged as the, you know, they have a lot of good players. She is the star of this team. You know, last year she was among the Ashley Wusu, Angel Reese, you know, kind of, they had kind of that trio of stars. She is now, you know, the, the primary player and does a, a great job, you know, getting everybody involved. She is a star that is unselfish, uh, passes the ball very well, but is a, is a, is a great score and very fun to watch guests. Yeah, no, she's she's electric um, from Jersey, so she has she'll always have a she'll always have a spot in my heart, and is one of one of the best players in the country, um, and has had so many moments um, this season, the buzzer beater at Notre Dame, and so many moments this year where she's proved herself to be one of the best players in the country, and probably going to be you know a first or second team All American and a top top pick in the WNBA draft. So. Um, you know, when you go into March and, you know, you, so often you see teams that succeed both on the women's and men's side have a star and need a star. Diamond Miller is that star. So it was a lot of fun to talk to her um, and, and get to know her a little better. We definitely got into it with Jersey, as we will always do with any guests that have anything to do with New Jersey. Uh, let's get to our interview with uh, Maryland women's basketball's Diamond Miller. We're back here on Hear the Turtle with Maryland women's basketball's Diamond Miller. And Diamond, a lot of things to chat with you about. Thanks for coming on the show. Have to start with this, though. Um, in your life and now as you become a, a notable basketball player, obviously very good. You have a lot of success. It feels like everyone just makes Rihanna references whenever they talk about their name. Have you become tired of that at, at this point? I, or do you still like it? It's crazy because when I first when I first saw, when that Diamond song came out by Rihanna, I'm like, Oh no! Everybody, they showed me, <laughs> and I was like, "No!" But it started. It actually started to grow on me like last year. But when it first came out, and people would say "Shine Bright," like Diamond, I'm like, "Please don't say that." Like <laughs> I mean, but like, no, don't reference that song when it comes to me. But now I do like it. It's catchy now. I, I think. I mean, for Maryland fans during the Super Bowl performance when they should perform that song, I think we all just thought of you. I mean, you were the yeah. first thing that came to everybody's head. Now. Yeah, so my mom definitely texted me. She was like, when I heard that song, all I just think of is you. I'm like, 
So maybe that song was meant for me in a sense. So I appreciate Riri for making that song. Are you a, are you a big Rihanna fan? Like, were you before the song and have you been since? Or, or did that bring you in? Who doesn't love Rihanna? You know, that's, she a, that's a good point. And like, yeah, so I love her music. I'm a Riri fan for sure. Rihanna, love her. Um, you obviously have been been shining very bright. I will get the reference in. Um, an All-American type season for you. Your team is on an incredible run, six consecutive wins. You're up to number five in the country. Um, you had a lot of turnover in the offseason. I know you've talked about this a ton, and, and you, you came back and, and have sort of led this team. When you look at it entering postseason play, do you feel like this is kind of what you envisioned to start the year, where you guys were going to come together at this point of the year and, and be one of the best, you know, eight teams in the country? Definitely not, <laughs> you know. Just like, <laughs> Honest. What do we got going on here? So it was very interesting, but I came in this season with no expectations, which kind of makes this even more surreal because I'm like, dang, I really had no expectations, and that was my fault. Like, I should have ex- expectations that we could do this. And for me, it was just, like, more going with the flow. But no, now we have expectations for this team because we know what we could do. So what has made this team so successful? What has made all you guys click um, to kind of exceed your expectations? We're all vets. We had some freshmen in, but mostly that the vets came in wanting to win. The freshmen came in wanting to win. And we all do it the right way. And that's through playing together and playing good defense and actually using positive energy to get what we need um, when you when you look at that at, at how you guys have come together, it looks like it feels like you guys have a lot of fun on the court. Like I'm at that Iowa game, and you you know you you get in a little foul trouble at the beginning of the game, and you are on the bench going crazy for your teammates. You know, everyone's hitting threes, everyone's getting up and down the floor. Um, how fun has this team been for you from like a chemistry standpoint? It just feels like you guys just have a lot of fun together. Yeah, you know, we all just love seeing each other succeed because if my teammate is succeeding, that means we're succeeding as a team, which means we can win. The- so knowing that is really just good energy and vibes, and let's just have fun with it. Especially, we're about to go through a lot of battles coming up. Make it fun. Let's not make it bigger than what it is, and let's just enjoy the moment. Before we go forward and look at the postseason a little, let's let's go back to the Notre Dame game in December. <laughs> when you hit the buzzer beater to, to beat the Irish and you had kind of the social media world was, was buzzing about you and the Terps. You had Kevin Duran and Steph Curry, two guys who I, I know I've heard that you idolized growing up. What was that to, to check your phone and to see that they've posted about you? What was that like? Literally when someone, my friend, Ashley, uh, you guys know Ashley, Ashley Luso, she texts me. She's like, yo, Kevin Durant to read about <laughs> <laughs> What do you mean? Like, I was just so shocked. But, like, because, like, when you make a shot like that, all I was just focused on was winning the game. I didn't know that was going to make the internet go insane. So the fact that I could do that was pretty cool. And him shouting me out was even cooler. It was just, like, the cherry on top for sure. Um, you've had some big moments in big games beyond that. You played great at Baylor. You played get great against Ohio State. Is there something about that kind of stage where you know the the lights are on bright that that kind of brings a little bit of something different out? You obviously you're you're having a great year. You're, you've been great in most of these games, but it seems like there's a little extra, you know, something in those bigger games. 
I, yeah, I think it's just the will to win. And like, like I said, like nobody expected us to beat those teams. So having that extra focus to be like, oh yeah, we're going to beat them. And like, you guys are going to talk about Maryland because we are an amazing team, just like any other team in the country. So I think those games definitely put a, like an extra chip on our shoulders and make us want us to work extremely hard. You guys now are heading into the postseason as the three seed in the Big Ten tournament and, you know, a projected top two seed in the NCAA tournament. What's it going to take for this team to have success as we enter March? Uh, we're definitely going to have to play a lot of defense. Rebounding is, has been an issue throughout this season, so we definitely need to clean up our rebounding. And uh, just playing together. Don't let the momentum go up and down. And if it does go down, being able to regain momentum again. And we got to make shots at the end of the day. So a little bit of everything. But I feel like if we play good defense, we're always in the game. I want to ask you about one of your teammates specifically who's one of my favorite players to watch on your team. Shy Sellers is someone that just – is kind of magnetic to watch on the court, the way she competes on the defensive end, how she distributes the ball to you guys offensively, and just sort of her entire mentality, I think, is like a very fun for turf fans to watch and how she plays. What does she like to have on your teammates? She feels like someone you don't want to play against and that when you have her, you love that you have her. She's a goofball. (laughs) Goofball. She's so funny. She's always laughing. Center of attention always has to be what's going on and stuff like that. But no, she's just so fun to talk to. She makes me laugh constantly and she just doesn't hold her tongue, which is good and bad, but it's more on the good side. She just is so open-minded to everything. She loves everybody who comes around and makes everybody feel welcomed. And Cheyenne is a dog on and off the court for sure. You're going on your your fourth go-around here of the postseason, and you're about to have a weekend where you guys are together all weekend. You're eating meals together. You're together in the hotel all weekend. What, what one, makes this time of year so special for you as a team? And, two, what's what's your favorite part of, of you know, traveling and being together like this as a team? Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. I think the – Fun part is just the connections and like weird stuff that happens that nobody sees, like on the bus and the moments where you're like, it's now or never. And like everybody feels that, especially for like the seniors like me, Abby and E, this is our last go around. So we're just trying to do what we can to continue our season as long as possible. So it's just a lot of fun, but we also know we're there for a reason. So it's like a business trip for sure. One of the people you've been on this four-year journey with has been Faith Masonis, who we have been told that you battled throughout high school with. And you guys, you guys weren't exactly friends. It was more of a rivalry. How fun is it? Talk, first of all, talk about that piece of it, you know, battling in high school and then coming together as two very, very good players and now working towards the same goal um, as teammates. Yeah. Like I said, high school, I didn't like Faith. Not that. person i just didn't like playing her because oh man was a tough team to beat for sure and we played each other in the tournament of the champions twice we won off a buzzer beater one year and then they beat us the next year so it was just a lot of competitive love you know and nobody wanted to lose and it was a big battle 
but Faith was always there and she was a dog in high school and she's a dog now. So it's just, it was better her, my teammate, than playing against her, that's for sure. Diamond, now that you mentioned the TOC, you mentioned New Jersey high school girls basketball. Now that we're talking about New Jersey, a few months ago, we had your teammate, Abby Myers, on and who played at Princeton for a while. So she got to experience New Jersey. And and she said Potomac pizza (sighs) is better than New Jersey pizza. Have you heard that take of hers? I never, she never mentioned that to me. And she knows why, because I would completely disagree. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, please, please, please address that with her and tell her how good New Jersey pizza is compared to what what we have here. She's just not hip about that pizza life. (laughs) (laughs) So. Um, What is your favorite place to get pizza? Favorite place to get pizza? I think you guys Jersey. froze. I don't know if you can hear me. Oh, we could still we can, hear. I you. can hear you. Oh no! The pizza talk broke the podcast, guys. It broke. It broke the internet. Yeah, I mean you, that. I mean, what a shocker! That's because this Maryland internet is is intimidated by our New Jersey pizza and food. Yep. <laughs> um, Diamond, we we have you back on here. The you know, Kess wanted to ask you more about high school basketball. He apparently remembers your game in 2017. So that's that's great to hear. Yeah. Long time. Yeah, I'm from I'm from Marlboro, which is like half an hour from where kind of both of you, yeah. kind of in between Franklin and Manitowoc. Yeah. Any takeaways from that game cast back in 2017? Do you no, want to give Diamond I mean, any thoughts was, on her high school career? It was a I think it's considered like one of the best high school basketball games in New Jersey yeah. history, right? Yeah, it should be. I mean, that battle between us and Manitowoc for like those two years were like yeah. really competitive for sure. How's is um, Franklin? That, is Franklin okay. still really good? I think they're decent. I'm so like it's my fault. Like I don't go back enough, yeah, but yeah. I think they're decent. I haven't watched games since I first left, so I definitely need to get back to one of the games. But it's really hard because when I'm in season, they're in season. Right, so it's, it's the same season. Yeah, opportunity to watch them, but hopefully in the next coming years, I get to watch them play. Um, Diamond, one one more question, then we'll get to a couple of rapid-fire ones to get you out of here. You have been incredibly embraced by the fan base, and your connection with with Maryland fans has gotten even bigger this year. And, you know, you make big buckets and, like, interact with the crowd, look at the crowd. There's the picture of you from Ohio State flexing towards the crowd, um, which is awesome. What's it like to play in front of Maryland fans um, and, and a fan base that really embraces you and your team? Oh, my gosh, it's amazing. I think over the years the crowd has literally – start to blossom even more. So just to have the love and support from our best six man, it's amazing. And the fact that like they truly love us as individuals and not just see us as of like basketball players is even better. Uh, we'll get you out of here in a few rapid fire questions. Uh, first of all, the uh, songs you're listening to right now, or artists you're listening to right now. Little Baby, Frozen. Wow. Frozen. Frozen like the movie soundtrack? Literally. What a combination. Little Baby and Frozen. I don't know if anybody else has that on their playlist. That's no, that's a- hey, I'm tripping. The song is Little Baby and the title is Frozen. 
Oh, okay, 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 okay. I was about to say, I thought you combined them into the one. movie soundtrack. I, was, I Okay, okay. Shows you, me and Cass's little baby knowledge needs a little yeah, bit yeah. of work. That's that's yeah. fair, that's fair. Yeah, I was going to say, is little baby in Frozen and I just didn't know about it? Yeah, no. <laughs> um, we hear you're a big candy fan. Give us, give us your top three candies. Top three, Airheads, Jelly Beans, and I'm gonna put Airhead Extremes, but they're the Airhead Extremes bites, and it has like this white filling in it. It's really good. I haven't had those, so you're not. I have not. So you're more of not a chocolate candy. No chocolate, please. Okay. Or not. Wow, so like a like a hard candy, like sweet hard candy. Yeah. Air- oh, wow. Okay. Um, that's a good top three. I, Airheads Extremes cast. That's what we need to. Yeah, we, we need gotta to try. try it. We gotta go pick some. Um, Diamond, what show are you streaming right now? Right now, I'm watching. Oh my gosh, I'm watching a uh, perfect match on like on Netflix. It's this reality TV show about love. Love that. And then I'm also watching Outer Banks right now. So I'm watching two shows. Ben, you just what? started Outer Banks. I did. I am what? now one or no one? this 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 current oh, yeah. season. I'm okay. now. I watched another one last night. I'm now three episodes in. I still don't think it's very good compared to the first two seasons. I love it. You like it? Where are you? I'm at. I'm on season five. I mean, I'm on episode five. Okay, so you're ahead of. Me. I need. I need to. I need to start the season. I have not gotten to this to start the season. It, I need. I need to get to it. Like it. Okay. I, I hope I'm. It's more along with how you feel, Diamond. And Ben is known to be negative, so <laughs> we we can't. I love the first can't take, two seasons. We can't take what he says too seriously. Right. Um, we were talking about pizza. What's your favorite pizza topping? My favorite pizza topping is probably just cheese or pepperoni. Okay. Very when it comes to that. Um, and then finally, we asked this to everyone, Diamond, your favorite place to eat in College Park? Favorite place to eat in College Park has to be, okay, Pliables, Borden Brew, and Chipotle. Mm, okay, three a choice of three. Kess, you love the pliables. Whenever yeah. someone says Chipotle, they have to go through their order, though. So you need to get, take me down the line for your Chipotle order. Okay, so I'm going to get a bowl. And okay. White rice, double white rice. Then I'm going to get chicken. Oh, black beans. Forgot the black beans. Black beans, chicken. And then I get corn, tomatoes, cheese, and lettuce. That's it. Very basic bowl. No sour cream. Mm. No no nothing very plain simple bowl are you a salad dressing loyalist i do like salad salad dressing for sure the dressing yeah the the dressing is that everyone loves the dressing apparently i've never had it (laughs) and you know pliable started in new jersey yes yeah okay so funny thing like i was in like new jersey because i live right by Rutgers, and there is a pliable on on yep by um new brunswick avenue or whatever and i was like oh there's not gonna be applicables when i go to college then i go to south campus and i see applicables and i just (laughs) home away from home literally i mean it feels like after that we need to get a pliable diamond miller nil endorsement i know right quickly here that like it just seems right It, write, it writes itself. Diamond's uh, been very fun to watch you in your season this year and can't wait to watch you guys in the postseason, especially this weekend in Minneapolis. Thanks for taking some time with us and good luck the rest of the year. Thank you. Bye. Thanks, Diamond. Thanks, Diamond. 
Back here on Here the Turtle, presented by Toyota. Once again, thanks to Diamond Miller for coming on the show with us. Very excited to watch the Terps at the Big Ten Tournament this week in Minneapolis. Very busy times for Maryland Athletics Cast. And since we haven't been on for two weeks, there are rumors. And I look, I, I don't want to put you on the spot here, but there is a thought that you did not want to have a show last week because of a tough Maryland women's lacrosse game against <laughs> Syracuse you didn't want to discuss. You didn't want to have to face the music of a tough L, but now after a couple now we of wins, win. I could come after on. a couple of wins, you can come back <laughs> on and talk on. about the Terps. Um, a win, we will start with them. A win against Florida, um, a Victoria Hench game winner with yeah. 17 seconds to go in Gainesville. You were there chasing the girls with your phone after the game yes. was ended. A very entertaining sight for all of us watching ESPN Plus. But back on the horse, a win against Drexel, win against Florida. They play James Madison and Denver this week. Two top 12 teams, I believe, Two top Tess. 12 teams, yes. Um, one on the road, one at home. Denver on Sunday, so come to Maryland Stadium. Um, but a very big win um, for Maryland women's lacrosse as they try to kind of not get their season back on track and never fell off. You lose one the second game of the season, your season's about over. Um, but for a program that doesn't w- lose many games, losses are very notable. So now a chance to get back on a winning streak. Yeah, no, Saturday, you know, turned out to be, I think the way we won the game will end up being very beneficial for the team down the stretch. Kind of, you know, you had things, mostly everything at Syracuse not go your way, didn't play well in any phase of the game. And then you go play Drexel and the team wasn't wasn't great, still didn't fully click. And then you go down and play play Florida, who's a very good team. Uh, we played them in the quarterfinals last year. They're always a top six, seven, eight team. And you start off really well. Your offense is clicking. Libby May is 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 thriving and finding the net offensively. Um, and then you go you go 30 minutes kind of you go 30 minutes in the second and third quarter without scoring. And luckily um, you know during that stretch the defense only allowed six goals um, in those two quarters. So we're still kind of in the game. Emily Sterling stepped up in the third quarter a little bit. I think she had three or four saves in that quarter. And then the team kind of found itself and came together in the fourth quarter in a, in a, you know, kind of faced adversity, won some huge, Shea won some huge draws, including the, the last one in a tie game to give the Terps possession. And Victoria Hench, who kind of, I think she only had less than, 10 goals in her Maryland career before that game um, had was huge in the fourth quarter. Tied the game once, give, gave the Terps the lead with like eight minutes left, and then you know they drew up the play for, for Victoria when the game was on the line, and Shea won the draw with the game tied um, and a minute left, and then she came through. So uh, a win where you know now the, the teams came together, which was you know the whole thing, and and I think it'll be beneficial. And you're right, two two huge games this week at JMU tomorrow, and home against Denver. Two tough defensive teams um, that that we're going to play this week. So, yeah, huge win in Gainesville. Fun time down there. Yeah, character building win for the Terps as they kind of um, figure out that the identity a little bit um, of what they're going to do moving forward. And as you said, two very big games this week for them. Um, to continue to build that resume as, you know, that's a team that you obviously want to have that top four seed um, so you host the quarterfinal um, in the NCAA tournament. Maryland men's lacrosse went a similar situation, lost to Leola um, in, in sort of a, you know, after you don't lose for a thousand days um, in a regular season game, it's shocking to lose any game. Um, they've now come back with two uh, nice performances, beat Syracuse at home, um, played very, very well defensively. Um, and, and the offense kind of came together throughout the game. Um, 
Calvert Hall's Daniel Kelly, my high school alma mater, playing very, very well um, on the attack for them. And then the game at Princeton, to me, just felt like a classic Maryland men's lacrosse defensive clinic. First of all, yeah. John Tillman inserts Brian Ruppel, the freshman goalie, highly touted. Um, Logan McNaney out for a while, so he he gives him the he, the, uh, the the start. Played fantastic, but defensively just impeccable against a team that was in the Final Four last year and brought a lot back in Princeton on the road and beat them 11-5, stymied them the entire game, um, and you know doesn't get any easier for them too um, as they face Notre Dame this weekend at Maryland Stadium, an incredible schedule that Coach Tillman has built, um, but just fantastic performance. It was those games were like going on simultaneously, um, and so I was trying to watch both. Um, and the men's defensive performance was just just so so good. And, and Brett Maycar is just leading them um, there, and they have so much talent underneath him on close defense. And their defensive middies are starting to start to come together a little bit. They were they were fantastic defensively, um, and uh, are going to continue to be fun to watch. Um, Maryland baseball and softball cast last week came up. You know, nice weekends. Um, Softball in the AC Big Ten Challenge got a bunch of wins. Terps baseball won a series where they hit like 16 grand slams against USF and won a series. Tougher weekends this weekend. Baseball, an amazing moment Friday to beat the defending national champions on a Friday night in Oxford and Old Miss, number fourteen, handedly number fourteen in the country. And then played a wacky game Saturday, lost, then got run ruled Sunday um, after losing to. Um, to West Virginia. So one and three week for them. Um, but that's a notable game they won on Friday and they now have to, you know, kind of get back on the horse this week. It doesn't get any easier for them against Ole Miss again in Minnesota. As you said, they'll be in Minneapolis and then they face Vanderbilt on Saturday. An incredible schedule. They play Delaware today as we record on Tuesday. Um, and then Maryland softball cast also tough, had a, also a great moment, had a perfect game from Trinity Schlaughterback yeah. um, and then kind of struggled around that a little bit. Yeah, the bats kind of went quiet against um, Baylor and Minnesota. Two good teams. Baylor beat Oklahoma last week, so they're going to be, you know, one of the top sixteen to twenty teams in college softball this year. And Minnesota always pitches extremely well. You know, that's what Minnesota does. They always have good pitchers, and it's can they string together enough runs? Um, but you know, when you go to the weekend prior, four wins over Virginia and North Carolina. Um, to sweep the ACC Big Ten Challenge. Um, so, you know, I think when you look at it 14 games in, if you told Coacher that he'd be 10-4, and four, um, I think I think he would take that. So, so this week they go to um, Greenville for a tournament where I'll say it, Taylor, they should win all five games this week. There should be no excuses to not win all five games for Maryland softball this week. Not the same caliber of tournament as Maryland baseball is going to. Um, so a chance to build more confidence as they continue on here and go um, get into Big Ten play for, you know, where they should be competing for an NCAA tournament berth. Yeah, baseball, as you said, tough weekend with those three games. They then play Hawaii on Sunday. Um, Hawaii's a team you have to beat, and Delaware today in the midweek's a team you have to beat. And then at that point, if you can beat one of the two SEC teams, you feel good about a three-win week with a really quality win. Yep. Um, but you want to make sure you stack the games you're supposed to win um, if you're them. Um, so, you know, very busy stuff. Wrestling goes to the Big Ten Championships. Some, you know, some solid seedings for them. Jackson Smith will be in contention at 190. Seven, um, they'll have Braxton Brown at 125, who, who's very solid. So um, Alice Clemson's group will see what they can do. Gymnastics, um, both those teams won at the Beauty and the Beast a couple weeks ago. Gymnastics coming off the Big Five. They're kind of building into their year a little bit. Maryland tennis, nine and one. 
Um, so shout out to them. Very nice job. And Maryland Track just came off the Big Ten Indoor Championships. They now just roll into the outdoor season. Um, their season kind of never ends uh, to a certain extent. Um, so they they roll into there. Um, so exciting times here in the spring. Um, and the, these, the two winter sports, I guess, you or the four winter sports um, starting to come to an end. Golf also underway as well. Um, so, you know, lots to talk about. And we will continue to talk about it here on Here the Turtle. Um, Cass, it was great to have you back after a week off. Um, yes. And a wonderful um, interview with Diamond Miller. Refreshed and March, March, enjoy March. March is the one of the best months of the year. You got everything going, everything going. March madness, um, college spring sports in full swing. We could, we're about to get excited for the MLB season. March is awesome. The weather turns nice. I love, I absolutely love March, and I'm very excited as we are in the last day of February. Um, so tomorrow starts one of the best months of the year. So I wish you, Taylor, a happy March. Thank you, Cass. And before I sign off, you, you mentioned so many events that are coming in and about to happen that I'm very excited about. And I know you are most excited about the Major League Soccer season that just kicked off this weekend. So that's that's also happening. I wanted to make 12 Maryland men's soccer alums in that league. Everything everything I just said about March, I'll take it down some if there's Major League Soccer. See, and that's horrible. That's horrible. I cannot wait to have Mr. Shirovsky on the show to set you straight about the beautiful game. I think um, I will set him straight. Yeah, we, we'll see about that. <laughs> uh, thanks so much to Diamond Miller for joining the show. We'll be back next week. Men's basketball guest to be determined. Going to have a player on before the um, Big Ten tournament in Chicago, but very exciting times, as Kess said, and we cannot wait to talk about it all. Uh, follow us on all of our social media channels at Hear the Turtle. You can follow Kess at BMK95 and call, follow me at Taylor Smythe10. And we will see you next time on Hear the Turtle, presented by Toyota. 